Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby, and I'm here with, again, my lovely wife, Tarina Warby. Hello out there. For those of you just joining us, Tarina and I are part of Online Trading Academy, the most trusted name in financial education, and celebrating 25 years of service. All right, so um, I'm going to talk a little bit. This will probably be one of the shorter ones. Now, I always say it's going to be a shorter one. And then we go on forever and ever, and then we get cut off, and then we got to rewind it. It's just... It's a mess. That's right. But we've already done one this week. We, it's we for, did. Yeah, if you, if you missed the Roth, um, you know, the Roth special episode, yeah. whatever, then, um, you know, please go back and review that because it was some good information. Yeah. Um, but I've been it talking all day already. I presented. And I forgot something that was like super important about the Roth IRA. They have like this college fund plan. And I was talking- The 529? The 529. And um, in Arizona- they're they're coming up with an Arizona law or it has passed or it's go- hopefully going to pass where if your kid like decides not to go to college but you've been putting all this money into this college fund he can roll it into his Roth IRA or her Roth IRA if they're like you know what that's just not what I want to do or I'm really good at welding or something and they are they're spectacular which is wonderful or something like yeah. that or auto mechanic and they didn't use all that money in the education they can roll it over into a Roth into a Roth IRA, which I think is really cool. So yeah. I forgot to say that. So maybe every now and then I'll just do a little update on cool things about certain <laughs> like investing accounts that you can have or something like that. Yeah. And you know what? I, I think that's fabulous because it, because you're right. You know, it, it, before it was it was kind of forced that you use all of the money or, or just leave right. some hanging. Yeah. And that's not cool. Yeah. Right. You, you put it in, you put it in and now they're not going to use it all. But is that fair that you don't get to use the money? So now they get to roll it into a Roth IRA. Well, the student gets to roll it right, into a Roth student. because, like, not not like the parents. Because I was like, wait, we can but take the money back. That's no, pretty cool. No, no. no you can't. Yeah. You can't because this is because the five twenty nine falls under a tax program. Mm-hmm. Um, you're giving it to your child when you put it in. Yeah. And so you know, for all intents and purposes, it is a trust fund for the child. Right dedicated to to education. But if they take education and they don't use it all, then they can now roll that into, into a, Roth a Roth IRA, which is, yeah, I think, it's really cool. And if they learn how to trade and invest, yeah. woo, exponential potential. That's right. Now, the big news this week, and by the way, um, you know, the, today is the, what, the 29th of, of July. <laughs> yeah, um, the big news this week was the Federal Reserve and the interest rates. Yeah, so they went up... Uh, Quarter a quarter percent. percent. That's exactly right. Um, and, and, you know, everybody, as we're going into this, the market has been heading up. There's been a little bit more unemployment yeah. than before. Uh, and so there, you know, as the news pundits always do, there's been a lot of, um, you know, a lot of speculation as to what was going to happen. Are they actually going to raise it a quarter percent? Now, they've been very consistent saying, yes, we are going to raise this a <laughs> well, quarter and, percent. And like they keep saying it. Like he hasn't changed yeah. anything that he said. Like he's like, no, this is what I'm doing. And then he comes out and everybody acts all surprised. He raised yeah. it a quarter percent. And it's like, but he said that like a week ago. He said yeah, that no three days before he made the announcement. Yeah, Jerome Powell doesn't like surprises. Yeah. And and he shows you that because he's very consistent. Mm-hmm. What he says, he does. So, you know, the the fact that there was speculation around it is is kind of funny, but news, uh, you know, the media doesn't make money if 
if everything happens like expected. They want a story out of it. So there was, yeah. So there was still speculation. The Federal Reserve did um, raise the rates. Now the effect in the markets, mm-hmm. all right, for you traders out there, um, the effects in the markets were that initially the markets went up. Mm-hmm. This doesn't make any sense because yeah. you know that quarter percent raise is going to increase the. Uh, price of borrowing money mm-hmm. that's generally seen as bad for businesses and it's mm-hmm. going to force them to pay back money faster um, in order to control their you know their expenditures their rate mm-hmm. expenditures um, so generally this isn't seen as a good thing for business it doesn't spur business on but the markets went up anyway all right this is a bull trap well it was well, it was, but then it rebounded back up. Uh, uh, yeah, so it went it went up, mm-hmm. and even on the second day, it started up and then went down. Right, so on Thursday, started well, up and then and then went spiked down. down. So I would have said that was a bear trap, like no, a, no, bull that's tra- a bull trap, a bull trap, because then it goes down. So you think right. it's so going they're trapping to go the bulls, up. right? Everybody, yeah, so yeah like, everybody's Woo. getting in, getting in, and the institutions are forcing it up in order to get everybody to buy it from them at a higher price, and, and then, then they let it drop. And they let it drop. They start selling, and they have so much money that they force it down. Yes, when they sell, it goes down. Yes. Right. When they buy, it goes up, and so they they initially goosed it to make sure it went up, and then they sold to everybody who fell for it. The bull. It, that's mm-hmm. why they, it's called a bull trap, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the bullish uh, people out there, they sold it off to them, and then let it crash down. All right, and then on Friday, now now here is kind of where I wanted to go to it with trading. When we talk about investing, this is going to be a different story. Yeah, okay? you didn't like Friday. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> even on the best of Fridays, I don't like Fridays. Yeah, you don't like trading on Fridays. I, I, yeah, I, I typically will will sit Friday out um, and take an early weekend because, uh, you know, I'm traders and professional traders. They like predictability. They want things to be predictable. Mm-hmm. And on Fridays, what's happening is is the the big money is is getting out of the market. They don't want to be in the market over the weekend where anything can happen. The markets are closed down. Anything can happen. Well, they're in the market when it's payday. I mean, they're buying up everybody's 401k, mutual funds, stuff like that at the end of the day. They're selling into payday, right? Because when the markets are going to go up anyway, because because what's happening on payday is all of the 401ks, um, which these 401ks and the mutual funds that are... Part, you know, the, yeah. the 401ks simply throw the money at, at mutual funds. And all of these mutual funds are the buy and hold kind of people. And, and their philosophy is we're going to buy it, we're going to hold it. Uh, and we don't care what the price is going exactly. to be. We're going to dollar cost average it. Yeah. So if the if it's going up, we buy. If it's going down, eh, we buy. We, buy. Uh, we simply don't try and time anything. Right. That, that's, that's what the mutual funds are doing. Right. Okay. Which means that on payday Friday, because the mutual funds are coming in with millions of dollars from mm-hmm. everybody's paycheck and they start buying, then they're forcing the price up. Yes. Right. Because price action is simply, uh, you know, a, a struggle between the buyers and sellers. Mm-hmm. And so if you have an equal number of buyers or sellers before payday, but all of a sudden all of the all of the mutual funds come in and they're buyers, then you've got more buyers than sellers. Right. And that forces the prices up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, the institutions know that. And so obviously the best thing to do on payday Friday is wait until the end of the day when you've got the mutual funds buying and sell to them. Yeah. That's a little bit more predictable, but what becomes unpredictable is what's going to happen 
when we've already had a bull trap and then the market is heading down and it should after a rate announcement. Yeah. All right. This is taking a bite out of the profitability of the companies in the stock market. Mm -hmm. And so it should be heading down. Right. But now you've got the mutual funds coming in and buying anyway, which forces it to go up. Up. And so you've got a really wonky day right after a Federal Reserve announcement where they push the rates up. Um, but on the other hand, you've got the mutual funds coming in on payday Friday. Kind of stabilizing yeah, at it the ma- end of the day. It, it, makes, it makes things very unpredictable. What's going to happen? Eh, it's not normal. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. And it doesn't mean that it can't like come crashing down on a payday Friday. Well, right. I so, mean, but the fact is that you don't know what's going to happen. And so it's a great day to sit on your hands. It could be good. It could be bad. You're not really sure. So why take the risk? You know, wait, wait until things stabilize but out. Thursday was a great day. Thursday was a great day. <laughs> yeah. After the bull trap happened, you know, there's always, there's always the bull trap, the drop and the reaction to the bull mm-hmm. trap where it rises back up a percentage, you know, a, well, a percentage point or two. And then you have like Japan's economic report coming out and then you have Germany's economic report coming out because what happened was is the mm-hmm. dollar got stronger. And right. then all these other inde- all these other um, exchanges got weaker. And so, like, they just wait for Powell to say what he's saying. And right. then they say the next day they have their little, like... They like, have their meeting. Their meeting and their yeah. announcement, their federal bank announcement or whatever, their imperial banks or whatever. And then they make their announcements. And then that makes the dollar a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. It makes their currency a little bit stronger. And then everything kind of stabilizes out. But... You know, before that, it just kind of sent everything wonky. And so if you were like, oh, I mean, like, so the yen went down and then all of a sudden it shot up just. And then it dropped back after down. they made. <laughs> yeah. After they made their announcement, it shot up. And so anybody who was like shorting it would probably have lost a lot. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're, through slippage they're trying to get out because, as fast I mean, as it possible. shot up and Japan does not announce the time that they're making the announcement. They're just like, we're going to. So if I was going to yeah. trade the yen, I don't think I'd be trading that day. Yeah. So you would so. generally, during these announcements, if you don't know what's going to happen, then you would probably just stay away from trading whatever yeah. is around that, you know, surrounding yeah. that announcement, what what the largest moves are going to be. Um, now, could it work out well for you if you guess it right? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It'd be but it, could it be bad? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, now, it's almost like you could short it. And then, yeah. like, catch that movement on the short, and then you could, like, go long. But you don't know where you're going to go yeah, long. Yeah, but do you short you know, first so. and long later, or do you long first and short later? Yeah, it's just, it's well, I wonky, mean, if the so dollar gets yeah. stronger, and then, you know, you could short it. But then you don't really know where that stop is. And so, like, that's where yeah. it's wonky. That's where all those things happen. Well, and, and so, you know, the, the, the way to handle wonky is to not guess. Now, you can do that if you know that there's going to be a spike here or there, but you don't know which way it's going to go. Then your obvious play is options. Yeah. Because in options, you can bet both sides and be right on one of them. And then, you know, within a couple of days, if it's a bull trap, you're going to be right on the other one, too. Yeah. So you don't really have to do a whole bunch of guessing. Or you if it goes wonky on both sides. Well, and it's you know, going to then during you these can announcements. Be on the same day. That's exactly right. And so Sorry, I'm a little bit excited. I had a Pepsi. <laughs> I'm like talking. I'm going, this is my normal. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, woo, it's well, really like exciting. Well, I like it anyway. It does right. it anyway. Sorry. You're an exciting person at the, you know, at the bo- most boring of times. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah. 
<laughs> at any rate, um, yeah, so you know, when you don't know what's going to happen, but you know that there is going to be a reaction, then your obvious play is options. Um, and But the directional traders, like the mm-hmm. futures and forex players, and, and the stocks obviously should probably leave it alone because it's unpredictable. Yeah. And solid traders yeah. work within within predictability constructs. That's true. I think I learned this last July or June, I can't remember, when Powell was speaking to Congress. Mm-hmm. I don't trade those days. No. Because that was pretty wonky. And I was all, holy crap, like just chop, chop, chop. And I we had a student support who also um, trades, and he was like, I don't trade when Powell's talking to Congress. I just don't trade. Yes, and and that was his choice. I mean, you can always find a trade well, that's stable and stuff, you know. But he's just like, I just don't trade the S and P or something, you right. know. I mean, like he just kind of when he's talking to Congress, not when he's making an announcement, but when he's talking to Congress, you know, he was just like, oh, did you see that chart? Oh gosh, would yeah. Powell just shut up? And then that one Congress person talking, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was just like, okay, yeah. Now that's going to be true in the general. Um, index markets, which yeah. is what he was trying to trade. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that everything is affected that way. No. All right. So you can go to something that is is going to be much less affected, uh, you know, like yeah. the agriculture uh, yeah. type products or... Go into some stocks that just don't, that are pretty relatively uh, stable. You can look yeah, at some yeah. of them, you know. Right. Yeah. So there are plays out there that you, that you can work with. It just needs to be... there. You, you need know, to let the chart tell you what's a good, you know, the, the well, chart. You need to be reach, reading the chart. Well, and, and the, the point that AJ was making is that during these announcements, even the chart is less reliable. Yeah. Which means that what you need to do is either, you know, watch the charts and, and get do confirmation type trading. Mm-hmm. Or you need to go to something that isn't going to be affected. Yeah. That, that that just has nothing to do with the news that is likely to come out or the report that's likely to come out. Yeah. That's the play when you're trading. Yeah. Okay. Now, investing. Mm-hmm. All right. Is the market going up? Is the market going down long term? Mm-hmm. When rates are raised, like I said in the very beginning, that's not a good thing for the overall markets. Okay. So what should have happened and what should happen in the future? We've raised the rates an awful lot. Okay, what should have happened and what should happen in the future is that the markets should overall go down. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Over the last couple of years, what should happen and what does happen is absolutely separate. It is. Okay. That's uh, because, yeah, because the people that are in the markets have absolutely no idea what it means to companies when rates are raised. They don't react normally to it. They They're don't like, sell off when they should. It's okay. Right. The dollar's getting stronger. Yeah. You know, and then like not realizing it makes everything more expensive. That puts constraints on the company. The company now has to figure, has to raise their prices. And then they might even start firing people because that's what Powell wants. He wants layoffs. Well, that's the only way he's going to ultimately control inflation. But, you know, so here's the thing. If the people that are in the markets, and and here seems to be the general attitude, okay? Mm -hmm. The people going into the markets have no idea how to value a company. They have no idea how to value a stock. But do they need to? My contention is no (laughs) for 
you know, no for at least the short term. And so they get into the markets and they're trading their own money and they're buying up stocks here or there um, without really understanding why. It's just, am I excited about this stock? Well, then everybody else is probably excited I should buy. Yeah. All right. Oh, there's the next stock um, that I should buy. And so when that happens... It's absolutely divorced from the reality of what's going on. So, so here we have a whole population that is saying, you know what, um, I'm working and inflation is going up and I know I need more money every month, <laughs> Yeah. but I can't demand it from my boss. He's simply not giving out enough of a raise to make up for the deficit that I'm finding in my, in my buying power between my paycheck now, you know, my paycheck and what the prices are now. Mm-hmm. And so I need more money. So what can I do? Well, I can always turn to the markets. I've mm-hmm. seen people do that. Mm-hmm. And so they start throwing money at the markets, trying to make it go up or trying to make, trying to pick it, you know, every dip, they, they start throwing money at the mm-hmm. markets, whatever is dipping. Um, and, and what that does is it forces the markets to keep going up no matter what is going on. So in their personal lives, if they looked around, they would say, hey, if I'm hurting, and not spending money like I used to on everyday products, then the companies that sell everyday products should be hurting. Mm-hmm. But because they don't make that connection, they just keep throwing money at the market, and that's that's why the market keeps going up. Uh, so, can you invest thinking, all right, I know, uh, you know, here's what Powell did this, and therefore um, this is what is going to happen? Well, yeah, kind of, it, it probably should long term but only after things start failing, okay? And so there's going to come a point of reality, but we're not there yet. Well, and when I talk to like traders, like when the um, when that bank in California was starting to like- SVB. SVB or whatever, yeah. SBC, whatever. When that one was starting to fail, when I was talking to traders, they're like, holy crap, I was just waiting. I was waiting for the drop. And then it didn't happen because Chase came in, all the Federal Reserve came in and stuff, all those banks, and they helped get them out. And so it's really about sentiment. Well, That's what I'm learning about, you and, know, and, and, right. and what are people's sentiment, sentiments about the markets and stuff like that. And so if people feel reassured, yeah, then they will. And so, but what something's got to give, but right now, just yeah. let, the mar- let the chart tell you which way it's going. Well, and in SVB case, and this is what's going to happen to the overall market at some point, mm-hmm. right? In SVB case, everybody knew it was bad and they were waiting for it to drop, but then there was some news that looked good. But because they didn't understand that if SVB was taken over, the stock just went away, <laughs> okay? Yeah. Then it didn't drop like it should have. Uh-huh. Now, ultimately, it was taken over by J.P. Morgan. Yeah. And everybody thought, everybody that was trading in that stock thought, oh, well, now I just get J.P. Morgan stock. No, it's just gone. Your money is gone. Oh, my God. Yes. And so ultimately, long term, they were right. All right. The, the traders were right. It should have been going down. It should have gone down a lot further. But because the general sentiment, the people that didn't know what was going on, kept buying into it because they heard news that they thought was good. So all their money is gone. Disappeared. And so whoever shorted it, like, is the big winner. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, there was a very famous case with the SVB, right? Uh, um, What's her name? Stone. Sharon Stone? Well, she she had invested half her money inside the bank. Yeah. Oh, no, she also had stock and it was just oh, gone. Geez. Now, if it was in inside the bank, all right, then she was... She was fine. Well, well up to 250 per account. Oh, right? gee. Ugh. Yeah. 
And that's why a strategic investor would break up their account. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So learning how to deal with your money is is probably a an important thing. All right. Well, I hope that you have uh, learned something today. And I, I hope that this, and especially for the traders out there, I think that this is very valuable information. All right. So um, when we get back next week, we've got more to talk about, especially around uh, the both the trading and investing. Yeah. And probably next week, we need to talk about investing because as we come closer to September, yeah, that's kind of an important time for the investors out there. That's true. All right, oh, so tune in next week. You know what? But you were happy with the oil this week. I was happy with oil at the it beginning of the week, yes. By the end and of the it, week, you were like... Yeah, oil was fabulous. It traced right into um, a supply zone, and then it got into the supply zone, and it, it's been kind of bouncing off of that. Yeah. Um, I think it, it probably has some room to go up. Yeah. Uh, because the real high time frame is actually at $83 and it's currently sitting at about 79 Well, summer's coming to an end and yeah. everybody in the government wants everybody to be able to go on trips. And even if they can't, they can drive or yep. maybe they want them to afford the flights. And so, you know. Which means that you means have to oil play down. oil day by day instead of long term. But yeah. if it hits 83 uh, I'm I'm out for sure. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I hope that you've enjoyed it, and I hope to see you next week. Um, if you want to learn more about either trading or investing, we teach it all. You know, just come into one of our classes. If you're in the greater Phoenix area, then we have live classes. If you're not, then we have some online classes. Mm -hmm. Either way, you would register for the classes by going to www.tradingacademy.com. Mm -hmm. That's www.tradingacademy.com. And I hope to uh, have you listening next week. <laughs>